Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Berkshire, and I'm your guide in helping you stop fixing yourself so you can start loving yourself and creating a life that you enjoy. So that's what we're going to be diving into an aspect of that today. Specifically, I'm going to talk about how we can use four gentle steps to start hearing our own voice again, hearing ourselves again, while navigating anxiety, activation, shame, um, those kind of big reactions we have to listening to ourselves due to the past that we've been through. So we're going to be jumping into that today. Before we get started, I'm going to share this out real quick to the community here on Facebook. If you're looking for additional tools, additional guidance, additional insight and support in your journey in becoming free from codependency, come join us in the community the link is above on facebook below on youtube and if you're listening via the podcast it's on my primary web on my web page at healyourcodependency.com come join us there and if you don't know i've got a podcast you can listen to me on spotify apple and google podcasts so come join us there i'm gonna get this shared out here now once i click on the thingies okay yay it is done so yes, good morning. So let's talk about this this uh, listening to ourselves, hearing ourselves again after we've been through like, abuse, neglect, especially chronic abuse, chronic neglect. We grew up in a family system or a culture or some sort of um, societal system that taught us not to hear ourselves, that taught us that hearing ourselves was a risk, that if we acknowledge our own feelings, our own perspectives, our own thoughts on things, we're going to get harmed. We're going to get put down. We're going to be shamed. We'll get punished. Um, My family and in the religious culture I grew up in, being yourself, having your own differentiated perspective, your own feelings, your own thoughts on things, was met with a lot of questioning a lot of skepticism and if you didn't get in line with the belief system or with the conclusions they were demanding or with what the authority said was what it should be you got punished and sometimes those punishments would be physical sometimes they were emotional a lot of times they were social punishments you were ostracized you were othered you were shamed you were put down you were labeled as the heretic the problem child I was. I was the stubborn child. I was the one that that asked the questions people don't want to hear. It's like, why can't you just have faith? Why can't you just believe? That kind of stuff. This kind of experience teaches us to ignore our feelings, our senses, our awareness. It teaches us to bypass our intuition. It teaches us that they, that following and trusting these things will get us in trouble. It will cause love to be withdrawn. It'll cause judgment to be imposed, consequence to happen, punishment to occur, things like that. So it's no wonder that we can really struggle to hear ourselves. I know due to that volume of experience and its its consistency in my life, I really struggled to hear myself for decades. When I talk about hearing ourselves, what I mean is being able to sense into what our body is telling us, what our intuition says, what our own thoughts and perspectives are on a thing. 
being able to access what our body is signaling to us, like what's going on, what are we feeling, there's something off here, there's something on there, and really be able to decode what I wanted, what I didn't want, what my boundaries were, and what direction I wanted to go and how I wanted to invest my time, my energy. All of this is lost when we feel like acknowledging what we feel and think is a dangerous action. It's going to get us in trouble. It's going to get us harmed. It's going to get us rejected. It's going to get us expelled from the family unit, for instance. So in my experience, I was loud. I found one area where I could find my voice really clearly, and that was with computers. Because nobody was attacking that. In fact, you might see this in your own life. Let me know if you see this. There's like one area that was of strong benefit to the authority or to the family or to the culture. That's where you were praised and appreciated. And that's where you felt safe enough to acknowledge your own voice, your own perspective on things. That's where you were able to sense into yourself. So this can show up as being really competent and attuned in business or in your work or in your hobbies. But when you move into a relationship, you move into uh, a conflict, um, you're, you're attempting to do something daring or outside the norm, you get flustered, you get flooded, anxiety and panic show up. And your brain gets hypervigilant about what's going on. You start to feel... Um, scared and that's a normal natural response to moving into the uh, into following your voice choosing your voice trusting your voice trusting those senses because hey in the past you were shamed for it you were put down for it you were punished for it so let me know in the comments below what happened to you when you would follow your own voice or if you ask yourself or you think about that idea of following your own voice, what arises in your body? Because that's going to give you information about your lived experience in the past, about what happened when you did listen to your body. Because we all start off with this. We are naturally inclined to reference ourselves. Now, if we are not supported and celebrated in that, that is not made safe. That is not made, i got a thing in my eye for a moment, that is not made you know, cared for, it's not allowed, it's not celebrated, then we're going to shut it down. And that's where our people-pleasing shows up. That's where perfectionism shows up. That's where we seek externally what we should be thinking, what we should be feeling, what we should be doing. So if that's you, if you've been, if you feel like sometimes maybe even paralyzed or just a, a high in, like anxiety or intensity or even shame around accessing your own voice or you feel like I don't even know what my own voice is I've got four steps for you that can help you start to tap into you so here's how I started to hear myself again after that chronic abuse and neglect the first step was to actually acknowledge and legitimize the reactions I was having to the idea of following my own voice trusting my own instinct doing the thing my way so when the anxiety perked up, when my body got tense, my neck got rigid, my, the center of my back started to ache. These were all signals that I feel scared that I'm going to get punished. I'm going to get um, pointed out. I'm going to get harmed in some way for following this. 
And so I would acknowledge that, yeah, of course, this is coming up. I feel it. I'd point out where I felt. I felt it in my back, my neck. Give myself a chance to really kind of dis- uh, describe the experience, getting connected with it. And then I would legitimize it. And I did it as a specific form of legitimization because there's different forms to this idea of making something real and valid. This approach allows us to bring sanity to our awareness. I am feeling this tension in my back, this rigidity in my neck, because my body is preparing me to get harmed in some way, to protect itself. And it's warning me that something bad might happen if I do this. So this is happening because of what I've gone through in the past. That's the legitimization. I'm feeling all this tension and this bracing because I'm preparing for a repeat of what happened in the past. So no wonder it's there. No wonder it's showing up. So we acknowledge that. We allow that to take up some space. And after we do that, we pause, acknowledge, and observe what else we're aware of. Because this is where we start to listen to things beyond just that reaction, beyond those sensations. We start to see that maybe there's a place in our body that we feel some stillness or some peace or less of that anxiety, less of that shame or whatever had shown up. That allows us to get in connection to a deeper or broader, more complete awareness of what we're sensing. As we continue to do that and notice what else becomes or what we become aware of beyond even that, those signals, well, what else is there? This is how we start to hear ourselves again. Because what will eventually occur in this practice is you'll sense a place of stillness, peace, centeredness. And these are the primary signals of your real of the real voice. What I experience is the real voice. You may have different experiences there. But what you'll find though is and at least in what I have found in my experience in my work and in work with my students clients is that stillness peace and centeredness are constant they're like oh yeah it's like you might feel it in your chest you might feel it in your shoulder you might feel it in your gut but it's there and it's rooting it's centering it's like ah this is me and then from that place you can start to sense into your to what else you're aware of there because it's going to give you guidance about situations you encounter the relationships you're you're in the desires you have, the fears you have, even the pain and trauma you have will be informed by this place within you and help you heal, help you grow, help you expand into more of your your natural state of peace and centeredness. So, so that was four simple steps. First step, acknowledge and legitimize the initial reaction and then pause, acknowledge, and observe what else shows up after that and then listen for those signals of peace centeredness and stillness because if you see them popping up that's a place to lean into just a little bit trust it just a touch to see what else it creates for you now as a heads up on this this is not necessarily an easy process to start or to do especially if we're initially leaving highly abusive or neglectful relationships family systems or cultures because we're going to be in a state of fear we're going to feel like this is a very dangerous thing to do it's the big no-no i shouldn't be doing this 
So we need to go very gently with this, very slowly with this. When I initially started this back in 2007, I did it for one minute increments twice a day for like several months because I'd allow my body to gently experience it, become more aware of it, become more familiar with it, and that allowed me to build more trust in the experience of having my own voice, trust that nothing catastrophic was generally going to happen. But if it, something did happen, I could navigate it. I would be okay. We would get through it. So I had to take a lot of time to cultivate this. And I've done that all, you know, for years of just taking little bits at a time to hear myself, to sit in that presence. And then when I reach that limit of where it starts to feel like this is becoming a feeling unsafe, that's where I stop and I take a break. I go focus on something else for a little while. So I want to do this very gently, very kindly with ourselves so that it's both done in a, a way that feels safer for us and then through titration it feels safer for us and then nurtures more expansion, more safety, more presence with it. So let me know your thoughts and what you gained from today's episode and let me know if you have any other questions on this to share those below as well. Thank you, my friends, for listening and for being here and for your support. As a heads up, today is February 1st, as you probably know, right? We're 22 days out from my next workshop, The Eight Factors That Heal Codependency Permanently. It'll be on Wednesday, February 22nd. So come join us. The link is above on Facebook, below on YouTube. It's free to attend. So come learn these eight factors, and let's help you break free from your codependency. So go gently. And I will see you guys in our next episode.